This special was made possible by Linode. Visit colonytracker.live to get $100 to try at Linode. And thanks to Linode for literally putting gas in our tank. This summer, we set out on an epic road trip, and there are so many stories we could share. Today, we'll give you a little taste of some of them. It's been about a season since we were out there. That's a good form of measurement. <laughs> so Brent and I have had time to think about this. Uh, I was the RV pilot, and Brent was the chase pilot in the car behind us. It was a full crew operation. My wife and three kids and our dog was along. We were making content along the way, meeting people, doing a series of micro meetups, and we had two big meetups. We had one in Salt Lake City and then a really big one in Denver. There's a lot of stories, though, between Seattle and Denver. So we wanted to just start there. And really, I thought, for something like this, Brent, one of the things that was the most fun for me was watching you take in your first RV road trip. It's true. I did divulge to you that this was kind of the first real trip in an RV, and I knew I had a lot to learn. Brent, would you like a tour of the uh, outdoor shower? Well, yeah, please. All right, I'll show you. feeling a little sticky. <laughs> it's, it's wet, it's hot, and it's smoky. So, yeah. I like to call it my spiciness. So you could go by the one that has a little bit of piddle underneath it. <laughs> that one. a leak? It's, uh, there's a, yeah, there's a slight, there's a slight okay, leak right now. Um, oh. And uh, so this is the shower here. Oh. This is your notch for on, off. Okay. So you can, you can leave the handles on, but then you can notch it here. All right. But the only thing is it's kind of tricky is I think the hot and cold might be backwards. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter because we haven't had the hot water on for a while, so <laughs> it's all hot water. It's, right it's lukewarm water right now, really. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't really matter which one's hot or cold because of that. But Chris, where do I hang my towel? Oh, over the door there. Oh, <laughs> you're high yeah. class. Over That's here. what, and you can put your soap right there if you want it. It's up to you. It's you know how you depends on how you do it. But there you have it. What about like privacy? Is that? Well, <laughs> glad you asked. For that, you open. Door. The other door, and now, <laughs> now at least from two sides, people can't see you. So, oh god, that's pretty good. Thank pretty you. premium, right? There you go. We could use the indoor shower, but then we'd have to give up all that precious storage space. Yeah, and storage space it was. There were groceries in there, and beds in there, and all sorts of stuff. And and I gotta say. As funny as that outdoor shower tour was, that initial time, um, there's something really beautiful and wonderful about showering sort of outdoors in the fresh breeze. Unless unless you're doing it at a welcome center right as the staff are arriving for their morning shift. That was my first experience, and so I <laughs> dove right into the kind of risky RV life. But I don't know. It was great. I you think did. I, you handled I, I it warmed well. up to it a little you bit. You definitely handled it well. And, you know, you, it's just the kind of things you do when you got six people on board. I will say, yeah, that was actually uh, some of the most private moments, despite, you know, being right. <laughs> quite open to the environment. It really is. It really is basically all you get. So, you know, before we talk about going on the road, it's notable. It, this was months of planning, right? It was, we haven't been able to do any events, and we just wanted to reconnect with the audience and get outside the social media bubble and really reconnect with the audience. And after months and months of planning, it kind of just came down to like a couple of days of a blur where we did all the final prep, you flew into Seattle, and then it seemed like 
the next thing you know, we were we were on the road. And we're off. You got this. Now you just be my uh, you be eyes on my ass and let me know if there's anything going on that I need to worry about back there, or maybe help me uh, defend me from uh, people who want to ride my butt for going too slow. That's your mission. You didn't come to be our chase driver, but we ended up not being able to tow the car for various reasons, and so it worked out pretty good. <laughs> and I think that ended up being an advantage, actually, because I, I remember a few times throughout the trip you were saying, oh, gosh, am I ever glad we're not towing the car behind because it, it changes how accessible the RV is. Backing up for number one, you can back up. You can't back up when you're towing. And uh, that's nice when you're at a gas station. But it also you could go you could you could go over preemptively into a lane and you could make an opening for me, and then I could move the RV over. Well, the RV is you know it's thirty seven thirty eight feet, and in rush hour traffic, that was like an essential tool. And then we coordinated over the radios, that worked really really well. And ironically, but not unexpectedly, some of the worst traffic was here in Washington that we dealt with the entire road trip. I did not expect that. I thought for sure we would hit traffic. Out of the road, but I don't know. A few hours in, it was like, oh gosh, we're stopped on the middle of the highway. <laughs> you know, though, I am pretty proud of us, though. We, despite the traffic, we made it out of Washington in the first day, and that doesn't always happen. It's day two, and we're hurt, we're hurting children and dogs, which is a sign of success. Really, it means we've actually survived, and we made it all the way to Oregon. There's a lot of driving. Yeah, I, uh, I. I think we're just, I could see the border just right there. So we yeah. just, just made it, but it feels great. feels like a really nice milestone. And uh, what are we looking forward to today, Chris? Getting to Idaho, really. But I'm curious to know what it's like for you to drive in the States, to drive in Washington, to go from probably not very many people around, I would imagine, when you're driving, to we were really in the thick of it yesterday. Yeah, yesterday was a little hairy. Uh, I will say it was nice to have you in front, kind of, <laughs> kind of directing the thing. But it was neat to be strategic together. You know, have me take command of some lanes to let you in and stuff. But it was hairy there for a while. Um, there was some accidents and stuff, and that just led to some high density, very high density, and people pushing and shoving. So, but we got through it, and then it was really quite relaxed and wonderful, actually. Yeah, there was moments where we were just stopped on the road we were just stopped just going to be stopped for a while and we were just going to have to be okay with it there was nowhere we were going <sighs> but it was worth it because we got to Oregon even despite the traffic and we had our first night here we're parked in a welcome center off grid the Umtia or something I caught the name at one point welcome center and they allow RV parking so we got a spot where there's there's a little road noise you could probably hear it in the background but there's no big truck noise there's ju it's just us so we have the whole place to ourselves. The kids got to run through their sprinklers last night. Brent got to go for a nice long walk. Yeah, that walk was beautiful. This is the Columbia River, I believe, right? That's what you told me. Uh, apparently, I'm supposed to know all about it, but, you know, <laughs> I'm new here. Uh, but, yeah, I walked down by the river and just sort of took it in, and it made me realize, yeah, we're on a sort of cross-America tour a little bit. You know, we're not doing the whole thing, but we're getting chunks of it in, and, and so that really hit me last night when I was walking around. Yeah, getting getting a good por a portion of the West Coast in, and Columbia River is a big deal around here because it's what separates 
the jerks from Oregon from the jerks in Washington. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a land border. But now we're going to go pack up and hit the road and see if we can't make it to Idaho. The traffic was so thick coming out of Washington that Brent ate soup while we were going down the road. <laughs> just out of the can. <laughs> it's true. I had a can in my lap with a spoon. It worked fairly well. No, no dripping too bad. This portion of the West Coast that we were driving through for the rest of the day into the next day is it's a lot of farmland. There's not a lot going on. But we did manage our first micro meetup, and Brent got a real good taste of uh, some of the more interesting aspects of American farm life. I've never been here before, and i got to say I like it. We made it to a Cracker Barrel. We also just had our first micro meetup, which turned out great, about five people. And on our way in, we had an opportunity for Brent to ride co-pilot this time. He wasn't driving the entire time. We saw a bunch of really cool things. One thing I think that stood out for me was we were driving down the highway. I think we were still in Oregon at that time. And uh, right on the side of the road, like right juxtaposed with the highway was this, um, it was a crop duster. And I had never seen a crop duster. Um, but the more we, you know, we kind of saw it from a distance sort of doing these tricks that they do. This little tiny plane just kind of doing all the loop-de-loops that they do. It was really impressive. But the closer we got, the closer he got to the highway, or she, you know. Um, and it was super impressive to see the maneuvering, the quick pacing, and them trying to keep track of where they've already done. And just as we were, like, crossing where the plane was working they banked towards the highway and just like that made it that was a super highlight for me maniac up in that airplane looked like that's probably the funnest job in farming i i had to think uh so now tonight's game is balancing heat with cooling with power because we're doing another night off grid and it is hot and we have to run the air conditioning so we have a lot to balance tonight with all of us on board so we're going to manage that for a bit and that's going to be the end of day two. And then tomorrow, we head off towards Utah. We stayed up really late that night, sitting outside, just cooling down. Uh, we even let the kids stay up a little late that one because it was so hot, you couldn't sleep. And then you remember how we kind of, a couple of us would break off onto a walk and we'd go explore like the shopping area. Because this was like the Boise area we were in. Yeah, I didn't see that shopping area. But I remember, I think I'm the only one who didn't see it yeah. actually now that I think <laughs> of it. I don't know what was going on. But I, uh, but you guys saw some pretty neat stuff there. And it was something we didn't expect, right? It's funny, these some of these stops, like this one we parked at a cra- Cracker Barrel, right? And it's, it's just really a clear, nice memory because... We sat outside, we got the outdoor television going that's on the side of Jupes, and then after the sunset, we decided to just kind of go walk around uh, the shopping area, and it was just, we had it all to ourselves. I remember there was another camper there, but they were totally quiet, and, and, you know, we were trying to be respectful, but at the same time, we just sat around in those chairs and took in the night, and it was super fresh and and nice to not be moving in a vehicle anymore, to be on solid ground. Right, there's so many pieces that we're managing, right? Because there's still the JB stuff going on. Production continues, the business operation continues. There's kids, right? There's just feeding ourselves. And there's the actual function of driving down the road and navigating and managing traffic. And it's a lot every single day just to be just baseline stuff. Uh, And I think that's why it was kind of frustrating the next day when 
it just wasn't as productive as we thought it was going to be. We didn't make it to Salt Lake City like we thought the next day. In fact, we didn't even make it to Utah. Where are we, Brent? I think we're in a place called Twin Falls, Idaho. We think because we didn't intend to stay here. As we were driving, um, well, first of all, we stopped to take care of some business. I don't think I'll say what. Let's just say I had some business to attend to. And then we realized, gosh, it's getting kind of windy. And then we parked and got some gas. And we thought, you know, it's getting real windy. We checked the forecast and we saw wind speeds that just were ridiculous, especially for a 40-foot wind catcher. Yeah, I saw the predictions taking us to 25-mile-per-hour gusts, which means it's not consistent. They just kind of come and go and shake the RV all over, even while we're just parked here in the parking lot. So uh, easy in the focus for me, but not so easy on you, is it, Chris? Gusts in a way are harder. If it was consistently 25 miles per hour, I could just turn her into the wind, you know, and uh, just point her down the road and crank the wheel. Like that, that, that happens. But the gas, the gusts, that's tricky because it just hits you. And at 25 miles per hour, it in the past has actually pushed the RV into the other lane. So that's when I realized, well, I'm going to, I'm going to have to slow it way down to prevent that from happening, which is fine. Don't, I don't have any problem doing that, but it's a little tricky here where we're at in Idaho because the speed limit's 80 miles per hour. So when you've got a jerk on the road doing 45, 50 in an 80 mile per hour zone, People don't like that, and so it, it just you combine the you combine all of that. It just doesn't seem worth it to make it for a campsite reservation when we've got everything we need. We can park, we can watch movies for the night. We'll be fine. We might even get a little work in. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I have been meaning to catch up on some emails. <laughs> what a night that was! The wind the wind wasn't too bad. It was nice that gas station, there was a spot we could tuck away and we could park at. Dylan came down with an infected tooth. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, what timing. <laughs> so while we were there, we realized we had to take him to emergency dental care. That was crazy. But you know what's funny? Despite all of that, the the unintended stop, the the wasted time, the, the crazy windstorm, Dylan's infected tooth, that still managed to be one of my favorite nights of the road trip. Really? Yeah, because it was such a great example of what's what's nice about RVing, and it is you have your things with you, and we had a you know we had a grill with us, uh, a griddle, and we have our fridge and our you know all of our stuff, and there was a grocery store you and I walked to. That's true. I do remember this. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and then we came back and we made amazing fish tacos that night, and we just we had fish tacos, and I we again I think we watched like some show with the kids or something. And we put out the chairs and we just sort of, we had a great time and it was totally unplanned. It was even, even down to the fish tacos, it was all impromptu, but because we had our resources and our things and we could just go to the grocery store and get the fish and, you know, we just had, we made a night out of it like it was a campground or something because we had everything we needed. And I I thought that was so nice and it was such good food. (laughs) One thing I actually really appreciated about that stop is that was the first time that it made me really realize that you guys were a well-oiled machine when it came to um, getting the whole rig ready. Mm. 
but in times when you didn't expect it. And also just psychologically being okay with plans changing. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah, sure. I've traveled with some people and they are not okay with that. Right. Uh, I you've, think you've got a master plan and we've been planning this for months. And if you don't hit the milestone, then there's something seriously going to go wrong. But um, I think partly my lifestyle made it that I seek that kind of activity out. But it, that night, when everything felt like it was going wrong, we just switched into this mode and we were like, okay, we're not going to make it. But here's what we can do. We can do this, 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 and change our plans slightly. And we had an amazing night. It was yeah. great. And Dylan turned out fine. He did. He Thank recovered goodness. really quick. And he wasn't in pain after he got back that night. And so we all were just in good moods. And you're right, because we weren't stressing about the fact that, well, we didn't make it to Salt Lake City today. Yeah, we got to cancel a reservation or maybe we had to eat the cost. But I'm glad we did it. A 25 miles per hour in itself is not an impossible feat. But like I said in the clip, when you got the 80 mile per hour roads, that's a little different. Uh, that's for sure. We did get a slow start. And uh, like I kind of hinted at, there is uh, every now and then the business aspect of RVing that we have to take care of. Chris, what are we what are we doing here? What are we doing today? This is our first little adventure. What's going on? This is the glory part of being the pilot. Uh, I gotta dump everybody's poop. So right now we are pulled over in a graciously provided public dumping area by the state of Idaho, and we're gonna leave our poops from Washington and Oregon and Idaho right here. It's glamorous. It's part of living the road adventure. So this is like multi-state poop, is what you're saying? Yeah, from from a lot of people, although. That end over there doesn't look so secure, Brent. We could have poo all over the all over the place if we're not careful. See, I don't. I've never done this, so uh, <laughs> we're gonna see how it goes. Sure everything's connected securely. Hashtag uh, van life, right? Oh man, did I ever learn that day? We actually, after that, after that, like, delay from the wind and whatnot, we made really good time. We got down to Salt Lake City. We stopped at a campground that was absolutely slammed because it was literally right next door to a Post Malone concert. (laughs) I forgot about this. That was great. And it sure brought a lot of characters to the campground, too. Oh, Um, yeah. This was the Salt Lake City KOA, wasn't it? Right. And, 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 you know, we we were packed in there. And that, I think that concert went to, like, midnight. I remember it being quite late to the point where we're like, all right, guys. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I did I did get one opportunity to leave the campground. One opportunity the entire time we were in Salt Lake City. And you bet it was to go to a meetup. The sun is setting on day four, and we are officially in Salt Lake City. We started in Jerome, Idaho. We, we were, we, last night, we didn't even know where we were. I still kind of don't know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all probably blurs together for you, I would imagine. But we just... 
in a rush. You know, we got parked, we got settled. We woke up this morning. We actually woke up a little late because I think my stupid watch app that I have is like still stuck in Pacific time. So it woke me up an hour late, but the drive was so pleasant this morning that we made up time in the drive. So we actually did pretty well. We got here pretty good. It was a beautiful drive too. Uh, Other than the, you know, general smokiness, we saw some pretty neat things. There's like these long sites with sort of outlined mountains. Usually (laughs) I think you could probably see them, but they were just like these subtle mountains. Hints of a mountain. Yeah, Yeah, it was gorgeous in its own way. But no wind and the drive was, was smooth. And it does seem like the smoke is following us though. Um, the smoke is, is, in fact, Salt Lake City has some of the worst air quality in the entire world right now. Number two, I think, in the world right now for worst air right. quality. Yeah. And then it moves to Denver. So the smoke's... Of course. Yeah. It's cool. Good planning, guys. <laughs> but, you know, we still have fun. Um, that's all right. The KOA here is pretty busy. It's loud. If it's as loud as it is today, I'm going to have to go somewhere else to record. But a listener offered me their studio, potentially. Wow. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the meetup. Our meetup at Squatters Pub Brewery, not to be confused with a brew pub, was great. 25-ish people showed up, and we had all well, we had all types there. Yeah, it was really fun. I had a bunch of conversation. I didn't quite get to talk one-on-one with everyone, but there was some engineers there, some software developers, and some uh, security, security analysts. analysts. Yeah, yep. it was really neat. A great, varied group. And, of course, um, some, some people traveled from far away uh, wyoming montana idaho you know four-hour drive yeah there's a lot of locals too but some four-hour drives in there so it was really neat and then the swag was a hit you were a swag master well thank you you know <laughs> you gotta sell the stuff well, well i guess we didn't sell it <laughs> no no we probably could have though it was such a hit <laughs> the other thing i noticed was dax who brought a challenge coin right the last challenge coin he busted that thing out immediately mm-hmm. too and a total fail on our part because you and i had discussed bringing the challenge coin earlier and then forgot to bring the challenge coin <sighs> i'm embarrassed you know in a way salt lake city is kind of a dry run for denver not that it wasn't a great meetup because it was and maybe it might even be the better of the two because it was intimate yeah it wasn't too big whereas denver is going to be a much bigger affair but i i look at that and i think okay now here's what i'm gonna do differently next time i'm gonna bring the challenge coin with me i'm gonna have a few more anecdotes to share you know just in case the conversation runs dry (laughs) and that kind of stuff but thankfully everybody was a talker at this one so there was no lack of conversation to be had and i saw a bunch of people sort of exchanging contact info and they're going to meet up in the future so i think uh, we left a little impact here today yeah we we also had a treat of having bill join us at the campsite I don't think he was quite able to make the meetup, but then I think he got a really nice personal meetup. Yeah, we got to hang out and we did a little grilling. And uh, he's, you know, what's great is it was an opportunity to put faces to people we see in the community all the time. That was really nice about this road trip is I connected with several people in the community. And now I, I, I have a really good, like, you know, um, picture in my mind of who they are. And it's, it's, it like takes it to another level. You know, what I noticed, Brent, is going through all of this. There's a lot that happened between Salt Lake City and Denver. And um, so we're going to compress time a little bit here. And there's just so much to cover that we're just going to compress time because there was a lot of suffering in the heat. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> and so a lot of what we were doing was moving and just trying to keep the air conditioning going. We were really kind of going by just the seat of our pants because we were completely off our plan at this point. Because of the between the reroutes and the closures, we were really making it up as we went. And so what the best we could figure is maybe what we should do is 
find a spot we can park the RV for a few hours, even though it's legitimately like 110 degrees. And when the RV stops, it's like, it's like, you know, you're baking inside a car. We, we could maybe find a spot. And we did. We found the, we found the Nebraska Welcome Center. And then what we thought is we'll, we'll head out in like a scout mode, go do some reconnaissance and find a spot where we can camp for a couple of days, just kind of get a moment to catch our breath. We've made it to the Oliver Reservoir in our little expedition, our reconnaissance mission, but it is packed. <laughs> Isn't it? Like, it's just like... Yeah. We thought it was going to be isolated and desolate. I, I basically made a prediction. I said it's either going to be absolutely packed or it's going to be absolutely empty. I was really hoping for the empty reason. Yeah. The reason being, really, I want to record. I'm, you know, very selfish. I want a podcast. I know it's not everybody's objective in August at a campground. I didn't see any reviews on the sites about recording either. Yeah, I don't think anybody's tried it. <laughs> you know, our little reconnaissance mission was fun at first. Um, but I remember it feeling like it was going to take a little too long. But we're totally desperate now. We are just kind of driving down the road, scouting for places to pull off or, or anything that's clever. I'm, I'm looking at every dirt patch we can find. We're going to go look at the next town. We're just desperate to find a quiet area. And Brent's a man on a mission. I, I'm trying my best to make things better, but I can't. I can't will these spots to just appear. And he's also rolling the tunes for us. Well, you know. He's he's our tune master. I admit it was a last moment of inspiration that I had while we were going down the road. Literally, I was having a text conversation with the wife. She's like. Why are you guys still driving? We're roasting. Just give up already. <laughs> and right as that all was coming together, it just sort of, it struck me, you know, like I was inspired. We found a golf course and it looks like they allow RVs to park here and camp here. It's quiet. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And that's a cell tower right there. <laughs> sure. It's like 200 feet that way. So hopefully we're, we're walking in right now. We're going to go ask them if they're cool with us parking here. You know, I'm not Mr. Like, uh, talk to strangers social guy, but... Uh, Especially after a long day on the road. Yeah, I was desperate. Hey there. Hey, guys. I'm a Harvest Host member, and I saw that you guys are part of that program. Yeah. I've got a rig. I wouldn't mind parking here. I just wanted to check with you first. And yeah, of course. Um, see what that, what the deal is. So, uh, can I get a name? Yeah, Chris Fisher. F-I-S-H-E-R. It's a good phone number. Uh... Give me my wife's, because that's probably the truth. Uh, which you'd think I'd have memorized. Well, I think that's going to work freaking perfect. It's just when I thought we were out of luck. I this know. Like, actually fabulous. It was just we were going down the road. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to open up the Harvest Host uh -huh. app and check our location and just see what pops up. And it was five minutes down the road from where we were <laughs> at the almost the point of just giving up. That's, Man, so that's perfect. Yeah, this is going to work, though. And it's going to be quiet. We should be able to record land. No problem. Look at us solving problems. Four. <laughs> what was that? Oh, that's just a golf ball hitting juice. <laughs> no big deal. You know, I would describe this golf course as an island in the middle of just nothing but brown Nebraska farms. In, in August, the farms are brown. And it was just squares of brown everywhere. And then in this one spot was this patch of green and trees and it, it was like this shining beacon, and it was literally at the top of a hill. <laughs> it was our save. It's our salvation, friend. The views from there, too. I think we, you know, once we came down from the stress of the drive and we parked jupes and kind of 
got out, the views really hit us. It was it was uh, one of my most memorable nights again, just totally unintentional because we had this huge giant field we could play in. The kids could run and run and run and and run. We did, yeah, yeah, and chase you. They did, <laughs> and they needed that. And so did Levi, right? And I got to break the drone out and do my fly in and and capture, which was truly one of the most special sunsets of the road trip. It was this guy was doing some crazy stuff that night, and then all night long. We were treated to this U-shaped, um, or a, a horseshoe-shaped, I should say, thunderstorm that was going on around us. We were we were sort of in the middle of it, and it was just light. It was lightning constantly, but there was really not a lot of thunder, so it was really pleasant. Yeah, it's like despite where we were, we weren't getting hit by the rain that I imagine came right. with that. Although we were able to take it all in. Along the entire horizon, it seemed. Yeah, you could you, you could just sit there and look all around you, and you just saw all these lightning storms in the distance. And then after the storms faded, it was a clear sky. And it was one of those special moments where, you know, I was out there with the kids, and we saw a shooting star. Like, and it was like, sort of came out so small you couldn't see it, and then it got big, and then it went like, <laughs> it was so fast, and then it got suddenly small. It and then was, it was gone. Yeah, it was just gone. But it had like orange at the end. It was Did so Did you wish cool. for anything? Um, yeah. What? You it's want a to secret. Oh, all right. I understand. I still don't know what she wished for. Well, we'll, we'll have to see if it comes true. <laughs> Something tells me it wasn't cheap gas prices for dad, you know. Uh, I, I could have stayed. You know, I, I really, I found it to be a peaceful kind of, uh, you know, find my zen again spot. But the show had to go on. I just had to take one more walk to just soak in this Nebraskan view. You know, online people have been mocking Nebraska for being flat, but I'd say it's kind of roly-poly where we're at. Lots of hills. It's beautiful. And in the evenings, it's just incredible. I mean, the temperatures today were, were harsh. I think it, it may have gotten up to 120 degrees in my front cab where I was recording Linux Action News today. But uh, it's so much better now. And we're packing up to head into Denver. Uh, I, I could have waited an extra day here here in our golf course, but uh, we do have to press on. We have much to do. Denver is going to be uh, very busy. We're going to pull together and do an evening drive as a crew. It'll probably be dark by the time we get to Denver, but might mean the roads are clear. The roads were clear, but they were rough. They were memorably rough. We actually damaged uh, the RV, which we wouldn't discover until later in the road trip, and it would end up stranding us in Tucson. But that is a story for another episode, because what happened after that clip, if you take out the bad stuff, was very special. We got into Denver. We uh, spent a couple of days at the System 76 parking lot reconnecting with the crew. Then eventually we went and parked in a residential area and... Uh, Spent time uh, with Emma and her family, which was a highlight of the entire trip. And we also had, the once we were established, you know, kind of been there for a couple of days, we had the crew fly out. And we, we got an Airbnb for everyone. And they all got to come out and uh, they could either stay in a hotel if they wanted to or stay in the Airbnb. So... Hadi and I remained in the RV because we have to keep the systems maintained and manned. Not to mention it's your home. Yeah, that's the benefit of having our home there, right? Is we don't have to stay in a hotel or an Airbnb. Although the Airbnb was great. Um, 
but uh, we, uh, so we still were like, it was funny. We would just, we just lived somewhere else and had a different commute, right? We would just commute to you guys, uh, <laughs> which was great. And it was time to go see System 76. So I had to go collect the crew. Well, good morning, Brett. Oh, hi, Chris. Hey, Dill. How did everybody sleep? Excellently. This place is great. That was a great strategy, too, I think, instead of getting individual hotel rooms for everybody, because we don't get to spend a lot of time together. And having an Airbnb that has a washer and dryer and a kitchen, and had it had three different levels, so you could have people socializing in one area, the kids could be downstairs, and there were bedrooms upstairs, and um, I just think it was just, it, it just really hit the sweet spot for us. And it turned out to only be like 10 minutes away from System 76, too. Yeah, it was great. And there were lots of walking areas. I remember I walked down there with the kids. Maybe one of them was on my back at the time. And we just ran into Wes because he was out for a walk, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was really nice. And and there's something, too, about the whole crew being in the same, under the same roof. There's just yeah. the magic that came with that. Yeah, and just the different conversations going on. And then the times where the whole group would come together, especially in the kitchen. That happened a lot. Uh, but then you'd have some people in the living room and, and some people outside on the back porch. Because, of course, it was, the weather was just absolutely beautiful. It was just a great time to be there. Uh, and we had an amazing tour at System 76. As you can probably tell by the noise, we are at the CNC machine and the powder coating dust machine. This is probably my favorite part of the tour. These are some serious machines, you know, $500,000 machines. And they work like non-stop. And it's always something. Parts to hold up a PCI card, to the base of the launch keyboard, to just a simple bracket that holds on a logo. It all goes through here. And it's, it's an impressive set of machinery. We're going to have to do an entire episode on that tour because we got a lot of audio. That tour was magically eye-opening and a real opportunity to get into the minds and hearts of the people who are making stuff at System 76. And I have to say it was, we were really looking forward to it, but it was even better than that. Oh, beyond our expectations. They really spent the time to walk us through the genesis of the launch keyboard and really understand their process they went into there. They also took the time to show us their Q&A, like their, both their software Q&A, but also their physical like Q&A that they actually do to the hardware devices, like the endurance testing. Uh, and I think it's so it's at such a bigger scale than people realize. Um, so we got to tell that story separately. But it was great. They also gave us a, a, an audio booth that we could produce a Linux Unplugged out of live, which was really amazing. And then, of course, we had our we had our meetup uh, there at Denver at Pindustry. And um, I don't know, I probably lost count at like 125 <laughs> it was it was so crazy. I remember walking in a little later than most people. I think I just need a little time to myself. And it was bumping. Like there were so many people in there and you could tell it was just our kind of people because there were conversations happening in every little tiny corner of this place. Yeah. Tons of people playing games and just having a great time. Giveaways. Giveaways, of course. And I still... I still remember everybody I met there. That's what's really what so stands out for me is uh, and when they come on like the mumble room now and stuff like that, it's like, oh, how you doing? You know, Um, but I know why you were late. I know why you strolled in late. Do you don't remember? I recall. Uh, No, I don't actually. It's because for some reason 
the hosts, I mean, the, like the podcast hosts, we ended up being the ones to go get all the extra donuts. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Why was that the case? And we had to go downtown, <laughs> and there was traffic. That's true, and I was driving, and yes. it was mildly stressful. Yes, it was. Yes. Uh, man, I don't I know I remember they, that... couldn't, they couldn't find our order, yet oh. somehow it was like 500 <laughs> donuts. So like, And it was this huge stack of donuts, and we're like, like I we're, think these are ours. We're pretty sure those yeah. are our donuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there is so much. We, and we got a bunch of great uh, chats with uh, community members. Uh, we had an opportunity to fly in a, in a listener Cessna, listener Mike. And that was really incredible to be able to see Denver at that perspective. You know, when you when you when you finally arrive somewhere and then be able to get that high level perspective. That was really great. Uh, but there are so many things that we could say about the trip that I thought it'd be fun to end it with the kids perspective on the trip. Because, you know, the kids, they, they observe the darndest things. Well, today is go-home day for you. Mm-hmm. How you feeling? Excited. Epic road trip? Uh-huh. One of our most epic? Yeah. You think so? Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part? I liked the Colorado meetup, and I liked yeah. the party that we had at Emma's place. Parties. Two nights. <laughs> <laughs> like two nights before. Uh, and? Um, Carl's Tesla. Oh, yeah, Carl's Tesla. That, that was awesome. That wasn't was it? awesome. You can sit down. Okay. Did you have a good road trip? Yeah. What was your favorite part? The Airbnb? Yeah. Yeah. You liked it here, didn't you? Yeah. In the Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> Carl's Tesla? Yeah. By yeah. making people fart. <laughs> Hello, Abigail. <laughs> last day of the road trip yeah i'm excited and not excited yeah what do you mean well i'm excited to go back to school and see if it's actually gonna be fun and see my own room and have my own privacy but i don't want the road trip to end because then we have to leave and go back to washington regular old life Mm-hmm. was it an epic road trip for you yeah what was your favorite part um a lot of it i really liked the meetup yeah last night's meetup yeah yeah do you even remember, like, remember how we did one in Salt Lake City, too? Yeah. I feel like forever ago. Was your, uh, so your favorite part was the meetup. What was your second favorite part? Um, I really liked the Airbnb. Oh, yeah, this was a great Airbnb, huh? Yeah. I thought you were going to say Carl's Tesla. Oh, yeah, Carl's Tesla was really awesome. <laughs> Mom's thinking about buying a Tesla. We should talk her into it, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like I say, they observed the darndest things. And Carl's Tesla, that was a big moment for them. It was an incredible road trip. And coming up really soon in the extras feed, Brent and I have a special on the tech we used to make the road trip possible. We sure do. And as you can imagine, it's quite the combination of different technologies. And thank you to Linode for making the road trip possible, the reunion. Go to colonytracker.live to get $100 in Linode credit. Keep a bookmark for the next road trip. Mm -hmm.